Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. Welcome to this live recording of this week's podcast episode. This week we are talking about practicing witchcraft on a budget. I do have a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, The first announcement is next week there will not be an episode. So for those watching on YouTube, next Thursday there will not be a live stream. Um, And then subsequently there will not be a podcast episode the following Monday. My daughter starts school next week and it's all virtual and I feel like giving a week would be a good buffer, I guess, to help us really get situated and to figure out schedules and how all of that's going to work. So there will not be an episode next week. The second giveaway that, or the second announcement is that my giveaway is still going on. Um, So if you haven't entered, make sure you click the link in the description below. Podcast listeners, the link will be in the show notes. And I'm actually adding on some crystals and stuff that I don't really have a need for anymore. Um, Honestly, they just sit around and collect dust. They're really pretty, but I have no use for them. Um, So the first one is this chevron amethyst um, like half moon bowl. I'm going to show to you on YouTube podcast listeners. You'll have to check out on Instagram. Um, I'll post pictures, but this is the first one. It is the Chevron amethyst. The video doesn't quite do it justice. It's a really pretty purple amethyst color, but it's a little bowl in a half moon shape. Um, so I'm adding this on for the winner. And then I also have this lapis egg for for reference here it's it's kind of small but um again I've had this for a couple of years now we got it when I was in Oregon and it's just sat around and collected dust it's pretty to look at it's blue with the gold flex uh gold little specks in it but again I don't really have a need for it so I'm adding those two things to the giveaway so one lucky winner will get um, their choice of either something from my shop or a book of their choice and those two crystal objects. So again, if you haven't entered, make sure you, um, follow the link in the description below or podcast listeners, check out the link in the show notes. Um, and then lastly, um, I always give a shout out to my patrons over on Patreon for your support. Um, thank you, Jess. Rose, Renee, Holly, Blue, and Hillary. And if you'd like to help support the work that I do here at Round the Cauldron, you can join me at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. And that includes a poll to determine what we talk about. So today we're talking about witchcraft on a budget, and that was one of the topics that was chosen on Patreon. So, let's see. Sorry, where are the details about the giveaway? Hi. Okay, so the 
link for the giveaway is in the description um, below since you're watching on YouTube. Um, just click it. It's a Google Forms link and you can just fill out the information there and you'll be entered to win. Um, so this week's topic is really laid back and it's very simple. Um, I mean, practicing witchcraft on a budget is something that I think everybody should know how to do. We talked about the aesthetic side of witchcraft already and how seeing images of very elaborate altars or, you know, all of the candles and the incense and all of the tools can really lead to a feeling of in inadequacy in a lot of people. Um, but practicing witchcraft doesn't need to break the bank. Okay, there is a way to accumulate tools or use ingredients or anything like that that doesn't have to be expensive. So I have a couple of points I want to make. It's probably going to be a short episode because there's really not a lot to practicing witchcraft on a budget. And then we can get into the bonus section and we can answer some questions. So, um... The first point that I want to make is about your tools and the different tools that you use in your witchcraft. So if you go to any metaphysical shop or you look online or um, on Etsy and you look for witchcraft supplies and witchcraft tools, a lot of the time you're going to be met with really expensive items like cauldrons and athames and bolines and just all these different tools that are, they're convenient to have and they are really pretty on an altar, but they're really not necessary. Um, tools are just that. Tools are something that you use as either an extension of yourself, um, energetically speaking, or something that is just there to help you, okay? Now, if you've watched my videos before, you will know that in my uh, how to use a sigil video, I didn't have a cauldron back then. I didn't have like a fire safe bowl or anything like that. I used a pot <laughs> because a pot is fire safe and it served its purpose. So your tools don't need to be super expensive and super elaborate. They don't need to be something that is quote unquote specific to witchcraft or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, basically you can just use whatever you have around your house. Like I used a pot. Um, if you are, you know, wanting to burn something, a pot is a very acceptable substitution because it is nine times out of 10, it's fire safe. Um, and it's going to be okay to get hot. Uh, and, and as I said, your, the tools that you use are helpful, but they're not something that is required to practice witchcraft. And substituting your tools is perfectly fine, okay? Like I said, um, a pot instead of a cauldron, or a cup instead of a chalice, or a, a kitchen knife instead of an athame or a bowling. Well, I'm probably not an athame because an athame has to be consecrated and is very specific, but you can use a kitchen knife as an athame for your, for your practice. It's 
Very simple, in my opinion. You don't need to have all of the tools that you see at a metaphysical shop. You don't have to have uh, statues. You don't have to have all of the really expensive, the incense holders and everything like that. Basically, go with what's in your budget. I mean, that's really the whole point of this. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about real quick is um, ingredients. So spell ingredients are extremely helpful and they can really add a boost to whatever spell work that you're doing. But again, there are many different types of ingredients that will work for similar spells. So if you're trying to do a spell and it calls for some super strange, rare ingredient that you can only find in uh, some very far remote place. I don't think there's any spells like that. There might be, I don't know. Uh, it's perfectly acceptable to make a substitution and use what you have on hand. Some common substitutions that I have found in many different books um, or herbs and crystals that are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? that have the ability to be substituted for anything. They're sort of all around herbs and crystals are going to be rosemary and clear quartz. Um, I don't really have any information myself as to why. I know clear quartz itself is a very good conductor of energy in general, and that's both metaphysically and scientifically. Um, as far as why rosemary is, that's just the kind of feeling that I get from that plant. Um, I also know that's a very common substitution in many other people's witchcraft practices. But your ingredients are not required. They are helpful. So if you do have something that's going to need an ingredient and you need to practice your witchcraft on a budget, there are a couple of different things that you can do. So the first thing that you can do is you can forage. And what this means is you can go out and you can look for these ingredients, quote unquote, in the wild, and you won't be paying for them, right? You won't be buying them at a metaphysical shop. You won't be buying them at the grocery store. You will go out and find them yourself. There are a few limitations to that though. First off, you need to know what you're looking for. You need to know what it looks like and how to make sure that you're actually getting what it is that you're trying to find. Um, I am not a person who can go out and forage for stuff because I have a hard time identifying different plants and animal species and stones and things like that. So I probably wouldn't trust myself with that. The second thing that I think you need to think about when you do something like that is you have to make sure that you have permission from wherever it is that you are. So if it's public land, then you should be okay. But you don't want to go into someone's garden that you can see in the front of their house and start picking the plants out of their garden. That's just rude. And um, I would spray you with a water hose if you did that in my yard. <laughs> the uh, the third thing that I think you need to think about when wild foraging like that, or just with plants in general, I am an am I am an animist witch, so I believe that everything on this earth, um, living, 
inanimate has a spirit or has a potential for a spirit. So for me, it's very important to get permission from whatever it is that I'm trying to take or wanting to take before I take it. And it's important to get permission from the land guardians for me before I even go into a place that I've never been. That is part of my personal practice. I, I know not all witches are animists, so do with that what you want. Um, but that is one option for ingredients when you're trying to practice witchcraft on a budget is to forage for them in the wild. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to go buy them. The second option is to grow them yourself if it's something that you can grow, obviously. So you can do this with pretty much any plant if you have the space. And I do plan on making videos or doing like a series on urban gardening and um, urban green witchcraft because I am in the middle of a city now and I'm also in an apartment. So it's a little different, but you can cut down on the cost of spell work ingredients by growing them yourself. This can be rosemary, thyme, basically anything that you have room for, you can grow. And there are a lot of things that are really easy to grow in apartments and just really, really easy to grow in general if you have the space. There are some herbs that can be grown just in water. There are many herbs that don't take up a lot of space and they don't need a lot of care. And then there are some that are. So if you have the ability to grow your ingredients yourself, then definitely that is another way to reduce the cost of your witchcraft. Another good thing about growing your own plants in general is that a lot of times you can actually um, take from the mother plant and transplant um, there's technical terms for it, but you can take from the mother plant and plant that in another pot and another plant will grow. Um, I know you can do this with aloe. Uh, with aloe, eventually pups will start growing on the mother plant and you have to gently separate them from the roots and you can plant them on their own and you'll have another plant. So it's essentially an endless supply of aloe. There are many plants that you can do that with and have an endless supply of the herbs or plants that you need for your witchcraft. The third thing that you can do is um, buy them from the grocery store. There's nothing wrong with store-bought ingredients. There's nothing wrong with going to the store and buying the herbs that you need from the cooking section. I know metaphysical stores sell herbs Sometimes they're better quality, sometimes you don't know the quality, but a lot of times buying herbs from a metaphysical shop is more expensive than buying those same herbs from the grocery store. If you had to choose one and you are on a budget, go with the one that you can afford. Go, you don't need to put yourself in debt trying to practice witchcraft. You don't need to pay an extra five or ten dollars for the same herb at one store over the other. Just because one store is a metaphysical store and the other store is a grocery store, they're the same plant. And it's store-bought is fine. Here is a good tip 
for uh, witchcraft on a budget, upcycle your candle wax remains. So I have a candle that I made that uses the remains of several other different candles. Um, I think it was three or four different candles that I had. They were pillar candles. They were really tall. So it left a lot of candle wax at the end when the candle had burned all the way down. So what I did is I took those candle remains and I created a sort of double, I think it's called a double boiler, double broiler. Um, so you take a, a pot, fill it with water, maybe like an inch or two, and then you put a, a heat safe bowl on top of that so that the water boils underneath and it heats up the bowl, but the bowl never gets any direct heat from like the flame or the burner. You put your wax in there, let it melt, and then you make a new candle with a new candle wick. It's exactly what I did with this. Um, and this container is actually an old um, salad dressing jar that I had laying around and it works perfect. So definitely upcycle your candles if you can do that too. There's actually a blog post on my website about upcycling tea lights. And you can take tea light candles that you can get from wherever you get them and um, put them on, like put them in a pan. Don't, don't put water in the pan, but put them in a pan, warm it up slowly so that the candle melts. Then I actually took crayon shavings since I have a child and we have an abundance of crayons. I took crayon shavings and put those in the candles to change the color. Then you can also add in essential oils and different herbs and create a whole new candle out of a very basic tea light candle. And then you can do that for different spell work or different intentions. So it's a great way to get a candle that you need specific to your spell without having to spend a bunch of money on that too. And I see in the live chat that uh, Renee brings up a good point. If you ever need to buy anything, Dollar Tree is a great place to look. Um, I am the kind of person that would caution against doing like huge hauls from the Dollar Tree just because you can, um, but that's just because if I have the opportunity, I would rather, you know, spend my money on a local business or um, like a creator. But if I don't have that option and I have candles and then I need like a candle holder, I'm going to head to Dollar Tree first if I don't have anything that I can use at home. Because if your candle doesn't come in a holder, please don't burn your candle without a candle holder because it's not good fire safety practice, okay? <laughs> um, and then within all of, all of the things that I've already said, the one thing that I wanna make sure that you know is that you can use what you already have before you have to go out and buy new. If I go into my kitchen right now and I need some herbs for protection or I need some herbs for money magic or abundance or prosperity. I basically already have everything in my kitchen for that because the herbs that I cook with are the same herbs that I do magic with. It's 
sometimes it can be easy for us to have the everyday and the magic separate. And it's taken me a long time to figure out how to really in intertwine both of them. The mundane and the magical don't need to be separate. The same herbs that I used to cook with can be the same herbs that I grind up to put in a powder to turn into an incense to burn for protection in my home. The same cookware that I use in my kitchen can also serve as a cauldron. The same broom that I have in my kitchen can also serve as a besom to sweep away the energy in my home when I need to clear it out and neutralize the space. The same water can be used when I need to make moon water or when I need water for a ward or for any other sort of spell work. It's perfectly acceptable to use the things that you already have available to you. And I would like to challenge you to look around your home for things that might seem very mundane. They might seem very boring and basic. And figure out maybe how you can turn it into something magical or how you could use it in a magical way. If you don't have a broom, pretty sure you can do the same thing with a vacuum. It does the same thing. And then instead of you know, sweeping it out the front door. Uh, you just take your vacuum and empty it, out, either, you know, outside or in the trash or wherever. But you could do the same thing. And for me as a crafter, I have my yarn and my hooks and my needles and my sewing machine and my fabric and all of this stuff it's very easy to weave spells and weave magic into the things that I'm making because I have learned how to separate the ideas of mundane and magical and that they are split. So I think that's related to what we were talking about. Um, but definitely use what you've got. Uh, tools are just that they're there to help you tools are not everything and if you have any substitutions or if you need to make a substitution that is perfectly fine too as long as you're substituting it with something that is relative to the situation you know you wouldn't want to substitute uh, uh calcite and jasper for one um they, they do two completely separate things. They have two completely separate, uh, like, energetic frequencies. You can't interchange the two. But the, basically everything has a valid substitution. It just takes a lot of practice, a lot of learning, and really being able to see with your witch glasses on all the time, I guess. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I think that's pretty much it because I think for me, since I started practicing witchcraft at such a young age, I've always had this mindset of, I guess it's like a scarcity mindset, you know, if, if I don't have to have it, if it isn't a hundred percent necessary, then I'm probably not going to get it. If I have something else that is cheaper or that 
would still serve the same purpose, then I'm probably going to go with that. So for me, this whole thing comes naturally to me, practicing on a budget. For some people, you might have to change your entire mindset. You might have to shift your focus into, you know, shift your focus from I have to have all these tools to what purpose do those tools serve and do I have something that would serve the same purpose? I think it just comes down to mindset and being able to look around you and see what you already have available. So... I guess that's it for today. Um, If you're going to stick around for the bonus section, please do so. If you're not, then I will see you next time. Bye for now. Um, so I know that was really short after the craziness that happened this week, this week, was it this week on YouTube? Yeah. After the craziness that happened this week on YouTube with my last video and just the whole thing surrounding that, I'm glad it was just this topic and not the next topic because in Patreon, when everybody votes, if something has, um, like if more than one topic has the same amount of votes, then I'll basically pick one that I can do quickly. Um, and then we'll do the next one next week. So in Patreon, Witchcraft on a Budget got the top vote as well as inclusivity in paganism. Now that one is going to take some time. That one is probably going to be a longer episode. Um, and I'm glad I have a break (laughs) in between because that episode might be pretty heavy and yeah, it's just, it's an important episode that I think a lot of people need to hear, um, especially after what happened this week with my last video. Um, so I'm going to go back and look through the chat. Um, if you're still here, now is your reminder to give this video a thumbs up or a thumbs down, you know, I don't care, you have your own opinion, Um, but that really helps me out in the algorithm with YouTube um, and all of that stuff. Podcast listeners, if you want to go give my video a thumbs up, you can, (laughs) but you don't have to. So I'm going to scroll through the chat real quick. Okay. Hello. Okay, so hello, Dindrain. Hello, uh, Journals by Jadis. Is that how you say that? Journals by Jadis? Uh, let's see. Renee, Faith, Witchy Zen. Hello. Uh, Hillary and Faith. Hello, everyone. Um, yes, there are some things that were mentioned in the chat that are very relevant to what we were talking about. Um, as I said, Renee mentioned Dollar Tree is excellent. Um, for herbs and spices, you know, out of all of the Dollar Trees that I've been in, I haven't found herbs and spices. Maybe I just haven't looked. I don't doubt that they have herbs and spices, but Dollar Tree is very hit or miss because it's going to depend on your area. But yes, if your Dollar Tree has herbs and spices, by all means, if you need to get herbs and spices, 
use the Dollar Tree um, if that's the option that you've got. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Hello, Jason. Um, yes. So Renee also said that you need to look up any indoor plants um, if you have pets or small children. Yes, that's very true. I think I'm going to do a video on um, different types of indoor plants and how to make sure that they're not toxic for your pets or your children if you've got either of those. Um, but yes, anytime you bring something into the home like that, you want to make sure that it's not toxic for your pets or for your children. Um, I think it is lilies. I think it's lilies that I can't have in my house because I have a cat and lilies are toxic to cats. I mean, I can't have a lot of stuff in my house anyways because I share a home with my parents and my mom is allergic to basically everything. <laughs> but um, definitely check your plants and the things that you bring into your home for toxicity. Uh, Faith says you practice a lot of kitchen witchcraft since you have to eat anyways. That's a very good way of looking at that. Uh, yeah, if you've got to eat anyways, you might as well make your meal magical, right? Candles are cheap. Yes, Witchy Zen says candles are also cheap at the Dollar Tree. I think my only issue with the candles at the Dollar Tree is that I have a problem with synthetic fragrances. Um, they really, really irritate my sinuses, so I would just have to be careful with that. Um, I always have a really hard time finding unscented candles, just in general, unless I'm buying pillars or tea lights. So, yeah, if you can find candles there, by all means, go for it. Let's see. Jason says they typically get white candles from the local dollar store and cleanse them when they get home. Perfect. Uh, Witchy Zen says the Seek app is great for that. Yes, you're right. I've actually talked about the Seek app before. I love it. Um, I think <laughs> if I were to go out somewhere and um, forage, I don't get good cell service. So I don't know how well the Seek app would work then. But yeah, you're totally right. Um, that's how I figured out that the bush in front of my patio is a hibiscus plant. And it's uh, got Chinese hibiscus flowers growing on it. It's really, really pretty. But yes, Seek by iNaturalist. I think they partnered with National Geographic. It's a fantastic app. Um, I can get the link and add it in the description and in the show notes um, if you are interested in that. I think the link is also in the video and the podcast I did on witchcraft resources. I think that's the one. Renee said they get unscented jar candles at their Dollar Tree. Well, aren't you a lucky duck? <laughs> My Dollar Tree here in this area is very large, but their candle section is very small. <laughs> so I just make do with what I have. Um, um, so does anyone have any questions or thoughts or anything on practicing witchcraft on a budget? I mean, I think I'm out of things to say at this point. <laughs> All right, so if no one has any questions, no one has any other 
things that they want to talk about here on the live, then I guess we can call it good. Um, if you are watching this later and you have questions or comments, then feel free to leave them in the comments below. Podcast listeners, definitely you know where to find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, my website, email, all of that is always in the description and in the show notes for this episode. Don't forget um, to enter the giveaway for these. If you're watching a bit later or you're joining the live later, I'm adding this Chevron Amethyst um, half moon shaped little bowl and this lapis egg to the giveaway. So make sure you enter that. Link is in the description and in the show notes. And I will see you all next time. Bye.